This is the Off Grid Agris Podcast. This podcast is about sharing our journeys into liberty through self-sufficiency, off-grid living, non-compliance, counter-economics, and the Agora. Every episode will contain useful, practical, and applicable information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. This information is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered legal or financial advice. You could even consider it to be fictional if you choose. Before we start the show, I want to remind you about The Hitching Post, our free bi-weekly newsletter all about liberty through self-sufficiency and counter-economics. To sign up, go to offgridagorist.com newsletter or click the link in the show notes. Thanks. Let's get on with the show. Good morning, everyone. It's Regina with the Off-Grid Agorist podcast, and we are streaming live Saturdays, 9 a.m. Central Time. You can join us by visiting offgridagorist.com, and all the links to our live stream locations are there. Uh, there's a YouTube, a DLive, a Twitch, and Facebook. So, multiple platforms. Yeah, find us on any of them. Yep. Yes, we have to be on multiple platforms now because we're going to get banned inevitably off of one or more of them. <laughs> right. And, you know, like the uh, the Legal Man episode got taken down from YouTube. That got shit canned from YouTube. Luckily, we're on four other platforms live streaming, let alone our podcast platforms, let alone our website, etc. So we're probably on a couple dozen platforms at this point. Yeah, and headed to library. I've, I've set up the account. I've just got to go through the process of downloading all the videos and then uploading them. And Oh, yeah, library is a good one. There. Library. And then there's another one. I don't remember the name of it. What's the other video? Uh, not DTube. What's the other video, decentralized video platform that a lot of the truthers have gone to? BitChute, yes. Yeah. yeah. I might need to look into that, but we're kind of smeared all over the internet. <laughs> smeared. Yeah. That almost sounds like a dirty word. <laughs> I'm going to smear you all over the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that sounds very uh, aggressive. It does, which is a totally against our non-aggression principle. Right. Right. Okay, so today's topic is self-ownership. Do you really own yourself? Yeah. What the, that you do. Uh, so there's kind of a there's a couple of different ways to look at this. So the idea of self-ownership to critics of libertarian anarchy uh they're like it depends on how you want to look at it so for example in my case i see self-ownership as kind of a first principle but i don't see it as like declaration of independence type these things are self-evident like i don't I don't believe it is self-evident that we own ourselves. Hmm. 
like it could be that we uh, live inside of a simulation, uh, in which case we don't own ourselves. Or if you're a religious person um, and you believe that God created you and therefore owns your life, you don't own yourself. God does. You know, if he has there, there are a lot of instances that I could think of where self-ownership wouldn't really be a thing, you know, and some people see it as like a natural law, which I, I'm not sure you can call it a natural law, because if you look in nature, you know, there's not really self-ownership in the animal kingdom, like uh, the lion. Why not? Well, the lion eats the gazelle, you know. That doesn't mean the lion owns the gazelle, though, does it? Well, but it means that the gazelle doesn't own its life. Like, it's not, like, it, it doesn't create any rights, naturally. Mm. But if you look at it from the perspective of, it's just a first principle in which we can, from this point... Uh, create moral decisions based on that one thing that I own myself. And so, like, what the hell does that even mean? What does I own myself even mean? It sounds very abstract and esoteric. It is, yeah, it is abstract, which is, which is why I don't think it's self-evident. It's, it is a concept that we've come up with. It is a concept that we've come up with just like rights. Rights are not real things. They're just ideas that we've have you know property rights are not real things they're ideas that we created the idea that if if i carve a stick into a spoon therefore i own that spoon that's a concept hmm. it's not it's not an it's not a natural right as some people portray it and i you know i don't i don't argue deeply with people that portray things that way because uh i i i I just think that they maybe they haven't thought it all the way through. Like, for example, again, in the animal kingdom, if a monkey breaks a twig off and starts using poking an anthill with it to get ants to eat ants, you know, by by our rules, by our concepts, that monkey owns that stick. But in the animal kingdom, he doesn't own it because the bigger monkey is just going to come take it. And that's just the way the animal kingdom works. There's no like ownership I see. You know. So it's all like perception in your head. Yeah. Yeah, because because the human animal has this ability to uh, create abstract concepts. Therefore we come up with this these things that may not actually be in existence, but we toy with the ideas, you know. Like it is self-evident that I am here. It is self-evident that I am living. That doesn't mean I own myself. But I think for the purpose of finding a way to get to moral decisions, accepting that I own myself is the only real way to do it. And accepting that if I own myself, you must own yourself too. And there, from that point, we can come up with ways to make decisions that are moral. So if I don't own myself, then who does? Well, I mean, f f from a... Uh, so the only, an the only answer I could give would be, I don't know. I don't know that you don't. I don't know that you do. 
And if you don't, I don't know who does. Like, that's the honest answer. But we have to come up with some kind of concept to uh, base our decisions on to come to a place where we're making moral decisions to be fair with everyone. Okay. So I don't want to, um, I don't want a governing body to decide what is moral for me. I don't want a religion deciding what is moral for me. I want to get to a place where from these very basic concepts, I can create a morality that makes sense to me. And the idea that you own yourself, uh, in my opinion, is the best place to start. Because from that point, now I can say, well, if I own myself and you own yourself, then there are certain things I can't do to you because you own yourself. Mm. And there are certain things you can't do to me because I own myself. And So, like, entities that could own a person would be like you said, a government, a religion, a maybe a corporation in a way. Yeah. Company, a boss, a slave owner, that kind right. of thing. Right. Somebody yeah. that has power over your decisions and your morals. Right. Yeah. Right. If, okay. if someone else, if someone else is dictating what you can can't do and how you should shouldn't act in all these different ways then um, they are acting as if you don't own yourself they're acting as if they own you mm -hmm. so then how and, do we know that we like how many people are living in a mind state that they own themselves but they don't most people most people i would say that most people tell themselves that they own themselves, but live as if they're owned by somebody else or right. something else. And that's, and, and it's because of the conditioning that they've gone through. It's because of the ideas that have been installed in their brain about their government and how wonderful their government is. And it doesn't matter where you live on the planet. You're taught that your government is awesome. You know, the, the very concept that your government is legitimate is drilled into your brain, whether yeah. it is or whether it isn't legitimate, that's what you're taught. And so you live as though it is legitimate and your government is dictating everything that you do. In a way it's tribal. A lot of it can be tribal also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it overflows into all a lot of different aspects like with like property rights you know hmm. property rights are not property rights again are a concept and depending on where you live that's that's what makes up what your property rights are because your government is the one who decides what property rights are or and then they're also the enforcers of it too yeah, or your ability to defend your property. Mm -hmm. So then, is there like a set of rules or a, a code of self-ownership? 
Well, for me, it's really simple. I own myself and therefore I, I can do anything as long as I don't violate your self-ownership, which gets into the concept of positive rights and negative rights. A lot of people believe in positive rights, um, which I don't, I don't believe in. And again, rights are concepts. They're not real things. So a positive right is like uh, our Bill of Rights. Our Bill of Rights is a list of things we can do or a list of things that the government cannot stop us from doing. Those are positive rights, rights that you are given, whether you believe they're given to you by your government or by your God or by nature or whatever. Rights that you the things that you are allowed to do are positive rights. Mm -hmm. I believe the negative rights are what are important. I don't want to list every right that I have because I have the right to do anything as long as I don't interfere with your self-ownership. Yeah. That's a negative right. That's something I cannot do or should not do. Mm. I should not interfere with your self-ownership. That's a negative right. Interesting. Out, outside of that, I get to do what I want. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty abstract topic, and it's a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around, but it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be as complicated as I make it, but... I don't think you're making it complicated at all. I think you're making it understandable, complicated, kind of a complicated topic. It's more so that the, the uh, like you said, it's not tangible. That's kind of the, you know, yeah. the and intangible. So, Mooster says, here's a tricky one. If we own ourselves, can we sell ourselves uh, to someone else? So, yeah, that's a paradox. So if you own yourself, do you have the, the ability to sell yourself to somebody? But once you sell yourself to that person you don't own yourself anymore so so the answer is yes you can sell yourself but you give up your ownership <laughs> well it's, it's a it's a philosophical paradox that's that's how i look at it just like yeah. the the question uh is god powerful enough to create a rock he can't lift it's just a philosophical paradox mm. hmm. interesting so it's important to flesh it out more than we tend to do since it's really more complicated. Yeah, I'd like to flesh things out in my own mind as much as I can. And because I've so many times I've found that I get new information and I have to change the way I viewed things before I got that new information. So I'm constantly trying to flesh things out and I'm right. constantly changing my mind about stuff. You know, and that's okay. It's okay to change your mind. Mooster says, I don't think we can sell ourselves. We're ultimately accountable. Like what if we change our mind afterward? Right. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of digs into what consent really is. Can you, can you consent to be owned by someone else and yeah. then change your mind later? So, uh, I think you can change your mind later. And, and then does that mean you really uh, sold yourself? Right. It's more like a rental agreement. 
Yeah. It's a lease. <laughs> it's a, it's you a can lease. lease yourself, but you can't sell yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that, actually. Yeah. You can lease yourself, but you can't quite sell yourself. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I guess people do that every day. You know, I guess that's what a job is. You. I guess, yeah. You're leasing your entire self out, your mind, your, time, your energy. Yeah. Leasing your time, but it's more than time. It's your mind, your energy, your physical, and it's your whole self that has to be devoted or half-assed devoted to a location or a boss or a corporation for X amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over that. Yeah, I I think, though any kind of agreement you make with another person, no agreement can be ultimate and forever. You can always change your mind. Yep. That's where the leasing comes in. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that reminds me and remind me to do this because we need to do an episode after January 1st about, um, how the laws are changing as to what entrepreneurs can and cannot get away with, with their banking account, with their online income. And we need to kind of cover that because it's becoming a lot more strict and we're going to have to use more stealth to do yeah. the things that we could do just like in this year. It's changing next year. So, Remind me to that we need to make an episode like that. Will do. Have a drink. Yeah, I know. I've been <laughs> sipping on my coffee. I guess I'll take a coffee drink. There's no whiskey in my coffee, unfortunately. Bummer. Yeah. I forgot to carry my coffee up the hill with me, so I'm not even, I don't even have any coffee. Damn yeah, you're like, it. you're struggling. I know I'd be struggling and yeah. be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the I think it's important that that will be a great future episode, Space Ghost Supreme says. Thank you. Um, I think as far as self-ownership goes, it, it's really just a way for me to make decisions about morality. In a practical sense, whether I own myself in truth or not, you know, whether we live in a matrix or a, or a simulation or whether some other type of reality is actual that we don't understand, doesn't really matter. For all practical purposes, I own myself and um, I, I need to make decisions based on the fact that you own yourself too. If I make decisions based on your self-ownership, then it's pretty hard for me to violate what you would call your rights, even if I don't agree with what your rights are. Okay. So what are some of these things that you need to respect when it comes to assuming that everyone else owns themselves? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, if you own yourself, that means you get to associate with whomever you choose. You know, the, you know, the government is really good about 
is, or bad about trying to tell you who you can and can't deal with. You know, they'll, they'll label certain things illegal. And if, and if you associate with those illegal people, those outlaws, then you are an accomplice. Now you're not allowed to associate with someone who is also selling weed on the corner. Mm. You know, you're, um, you're not allowed to participate in prostitution because we've deemed prostitution is illegal. Um, so if you own yourself, you have the right to associate yourself with whomever you want. Um, it, that would include people uh, who are considered traitors by the government. You know, yeah. it's like, for example, the 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 wonderful and glorious founding fathers. Mm, the almighty. <laughs> the almighty founding fathers. In today's age, uh, they could be arrested just for saying the things that they were saying and, and gathering together to plot against the government. That's a crime nowadays. Yeah. You know, and maybe it was a crime then. I don't know. But that no, was I'm sure it association. Was. You know, I'm pretty sure to, you got guillotined back then for conspiring yeah, against the king. Probably. Yeah. But for them to gather in a pub somewhere and have the discussions that they were having, uh, that was their free association. Yeah. There are lot, lots of instances where government wants to control your association. So that's one thing. Okay. Um, if, if I own myself, then I also own my labor. The things that I do with my own two hands, that's mine too. Right. And if I own my labor, you only have a right to a portion of it if I agree to that. And if you, if you take it against my will, that's a violation to my self-ownership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if I, I own myself, then all, all of my interactions require my consent. I think a lot of people's labor is taken against their will with the guise of the monetary uh, slave system. Are you you're talking about taxes or are you talking about inflation or both or taxes, debt, inflation? It's like, well, I have to work at this job and trade my labor because I owe all this money on all these bills and I owe all this and that. And then the government takes our taxes and does that make sense? Like it's a yeah. construct of slavery guised as free will. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that to agree to a, to a point. I mean, if I, if I go sign a loan, I know what the terms are of the loan. Even if they are written in tiny letters, I, you know, I, I know what the terms are. And if I sign that document, I've entered into a consensual agreement. And if that forces me to work a job that I don't really want to work or whatever, you know, those are all choices I made. But, yeah. um, the, as far as the government goes, the government doesn't, that, that's not an agreement that you enter into when they tax you or 
or when they inflate the money supply and they didn't ask you and therefore it's just kind of a hidden tax. Right. Good morning, Thomas. Thomas says good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's early Mr. Saturday. We know who didn't stay up getting drunk last night. Mooster <laughs> <laughs> uh, has noticed your ferret. Yeah, I have one of those. She likes to make an appearance occasionally. <laughs> um, well, I guess what I mean is it's a, a manipulative. Yes, you are signing on the dotted line, but we have been manipulated by the system to fall into these traps. So yes, it's your own free will and your own choice choosing these things to entrap you, but they're like snares everywhere. Yeah, they are. Uh, you are taught to believe that the American dream is all these things that require you to go out and borrow money and get a good job and, and do all that. You know, and go into the slavery system. Yeah, yeah, you are taught that that's the way to do it. Yeah. And that's deceptive. It's deceptive. That's what I mean. It's, you know, but I see at your what you're saying in its rawest, most purest form, you are making that choice. But when you have been brought up in a system to groom you to make those choices, that is manipulative and deceptive and entraps you. Yeah. I mean, it, it borders fraud, for sure. It's fraudulent. Yeah. Like the predatory student loan system. Right. Did the students make a choice to take out that debt? Yes, but they had also been set up for that situation. And you cannot get student debt relieved in court or in bankruptcy. You're stuck with it for the rest of your life at a fairly high interest rate. Well, and a lot of our discussions center around the idea of getting rid of your debt, earning your own money, starting your own business, having your own hustle in order to control all that is yours, as opposed to relinquishing that control over to others, you know, because debt is, is a form of slavery in that, yeah. you know, you may have signed the dotted line, but... Uh, you know, that whoever owns that debt basically owns a portion of your time now yeah. until you pay it off. Exactly. And so. Well, debt yeah, is like a prison where you can't see the bars. And that was yeah. a comment by Space Ghost. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so okay, you get so out I got of debt off. if you can. Yeah, Exactly. There are times when I have debt, but it's like uh, a loan from a friend or something like that. Get it paid back as quick as I can get it paid back. Those kinds of things. But right. I don't deal with banks and I don't I don't deal with any of those people anymore. Credit cards. Any of that stuff. But. Good. Yeah. It's hard to walk the straight and line sometimes. Well, and I'm not, not even claiming that that's the straight line, but I'm, but for me, it is a hindrance to my freedom. 
Exactly. Involved in that stuff. Yeah. It's eight degrees in northeast Arizona. Burr. Oh my gosh. It's twenty eight degrees here in southeast Arizona. Not eight. It was like forty here and that's too cold for me. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. The um another thing about self ownership is like if you look at it from the sense of, you know, we almost all of us live in communities and we have to organize these communities in some way. And so as a, as an anarchist, people uh, sometimes think, well, you, you must not want, that'd be chaos, no laws, people doing whatever they want. And that's not what I believe. Like we have, we have to organize ourselves together and agree upon certain things. But I think we should start from the first principle that we all own ourselves and that everything is, uh, everything has to be voluntary. Otherwise it's coercion and coercion is immoral from the standpoint of self ownership. Yep. And so we have to think about the, how we organize our communities and basically our communities are organized under self-ownership. And we've talked about this before. The really, um, the, oh, not Celsius. <laughs> uh, the, really the only exception to that is government. You know, the, all the rest of our lives are, are voluntary. You know, the, the grocery store does not force us to buy their food. We do not force the grocery store to sell us food. The, all of our interactions are voluntary interactions within our community, with the exception of government. And so to think that without government, there would be chaos and disorder, I think is uh, just a form of ignorance. Like none of well, us I alive think... today have lived without government. And so we assume that living with government is the only way it can work. People tend to think that structures and organization wouldn't be there without government. So for example, a police station, well, if we got rid of government, you know, where would all the police go? Well, we would have a private form of police. It'd be privatized. Basically. It's not that it wouldn't be there per se. Sure. Does that there make, would be, yeah. Yeah. There would be private forms of uh, security pop up. I mean, there's already private security. It already exists. So it's not, uh, it's not hard to imagine that, uh, no police would mean chaos. Like, yeah. For example, in this little town that I live next to, they have police and, but they're structured more like private security than they are police. Like, driving through this little town, you don't ever see anyone pulled over by the police in that town. They don't pull people over. You hardly ever see it. Like mm -hmm. they're there as a presence. And if you call them, they'll show up, you know, yep. but they don't, but they're not out uh, extorting money from people driving through their town. They're not out enforcing codes on people. They're, they're a presence 
they're they act like they act like a private security and i don't know um i don't know how all that came about with that particular town because i don't go to the town meetings but my guess is whoever's running that town has said look you know we're not we're not here to extort money out of these people maybe but i do yeah. know that you don't hardly ever see anybody pulled over in fact i can't even remember the last time i saw someone no i do and it wasn't it wasn't the city police it was a county person that had someone pulled over in that city mm. but my point is people organize hierarchy naturally exists you can see that in nature there is hierarchies are just part of organization but yeah. that doesn't mean it has to be a coercive government well, as long as there's a demand for a service, there will be a private entity that will handle it. That doesn't have to be a government middleman. Right. There's going to be fires. There's a demand for people to put out fires. There will be a privately run fire department that can be voluntarily funded by the community and if it isn't funded by the community and your house goes up in flames, well, I bet you're going to start funding the next one. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's just simple, demand you know, and supply, you know. So the, the fire the fire department has a contract that you sign just like you would sign a contract with your cable company or with your whatever company that if there's a fire on your property, we'll show up and this is what we'll do. Uh, these are the services we'll offer. And then if you say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not paying for that. Let's say your neighbor does your neighbor pays for it. And you don't, your house catches on fire. Your property catches on fire. The fire department shows up and protects your neighbor's house. You know, yeah. after that, you might think twice, maybe, maybe they don't do such a bad job. Yeah. So these things can exist without the government and they would and do and do yeah lots of things exist without the government lots of private kinds of things exist without the government yeah. um hell there wasn't even such thing as police departments for most of human history oh really you know, and, yeah and for a lot of the history in this country there was uh, like an elected sheriff and you know it wasn't a police department he wasn't out writing tickets on people he was just there in case some bad guy rolled into town and they needed to you know solve that problem yeah yeah we could do a massive restructuring without the government totally yeah uh, I think historically fire departments were formed by insurance companies, huh. uh, says Space Ghost Supreme. Um, I don't know that uh, that could be true. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe you know, an insurance up. company is a private entity, and they form the fire department. So it naturally, for demand, came around. Yeah, it could have been as simple as them just protecting their profit margin. Exactly. Well, that's all interesting. 
Yeah, I kind of I think we kind of got away from um, we did that's fine a little bit. But. Is there anything else you want to add into the self ownership topic? I don't guess so. Can't think of anything. All right. Well, uh, next week is Christmas. We are doing our All I Want for Christmas episode. Last year, it was All I Want for Christmas is Freedom. This year is All I Want for Christmas is dot, dot, dot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I don't uh, know what those dots are yet. Okay, awesome. So maybe if someone wants to email us uh, some ideas for the dot, 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 maybe we'll choose your topic. <laughs> for our Christmas episode, and it falls on Christmas, Saturday live stream. That's a fun way to spend your Christmas morning. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you and me are going to be talking to nobody on Christmas Day, probably. Yeah, that's cool. That's all right. I think Vin we'll Armani be surprised. Has a book. Vin Armani has a What? Uh-oh, I can't hear you, Cyrus. I think Cyrus is out. Okay, so I'll... Round this up. Okay, so all I want for, for Christmas episode coming up next yeah, week. Yeah, then Armani has... Uh... And then uh, we also have another Saturday episode falling on New Year's Day, which is going to be our predictions episode for the next year, which last year's predictions episode was badass. Yeah, so last year's episode was our first prediction episode. And um, so we're going to go over what we predicted and how badly we missed it. I think mine was pretty spot on. And <laughs> yours was pretty spot on, except for one prediction that we're not going to talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's but we're, it still could happen. Yeah. Well, Mooster says he'll be here on Christmas. Oh, good. And uh, Space Ghost uh, has made a suggestion. I, I guess that's what this is. All I want for Christmas is a successful agorist business. All I want for Christmas, good crypto earnings. Mm. Uh, oh, can't hear Cyrus. Uh-oh. Yeah, you uh, went dead there for a minute, so I kept talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're I got some now. kind of notification. Okay, I'm good now. All right. You're good now. Um, so, yes, New Year's Day. Probably less participants New Year's Day than Christmas Day. <laughs> I don't know what kind of form I'll be in, but we'll see. <laughs> you may be absent New Year's Day, huh? Oh, uh, I think I'll make it, but I might not be in the best of shape. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, resolutions, I have one really exciting resolution. I have two exciting resolutions, one you all know about, one you don't know. And I think you're going to find interesting. And predictions. So those are our next two upcoming episodes. And then we'll be on to a new year. Mm. So right exciting. On. Well, uh, I want to remind everybody about Uncle Size Book Club. It's every Saturday, 11 a.m. Central. In the Discord group, we are talking about um, Sal, Sal Mayweather's book, Anti Politics. Special Cyrus Eggnog. <laughs> okay. Um, I get distracted by the comments. I know they're, you do. They're awesome. I need I you to them. like all eyes up here for yeah. 
until you complete a sentence and then <laughs> you can like go sentence. into yeah at least complete the sentence for our podcast listeners because they don't know what's going on <laughs> okay yeah yeah um what was i saying uncle size oh, book club uncle size book club we're talking about anti-pox by sal mayweather last week uh we our conversation never left the copyright page <laughs> so wow yeah it's a good conversation Come join us over in the Discord group, Uncle Size Book Club channel. And uh, it's Saturdays at 11, 11 a.m. Central. You do Uncle Size Book Club book review. Yeah. And then you read the book itself on the podcast once a week as a special bonus episode. Yeah, bonus episodes. I read the book, make a podcast episode about it so you can listen to it if you don't own the book. I also provide links for if you want to go buy the book. And then there's cool. also going to be sometimes free PDF downloads of the book. I don't know when or what. Right. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully we'll uh, see you guys on Christmas. If not, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Talk to you all later. Later.